Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're in the book of Ephesians. And I tell you what, I don't know about y'all, but you know, every time I read this, every time I look at it, the Spirit just shows me more and more and more about what the Lord is saying to each one of us. And so let me encourage you to just really immerse yourself in these words and share it with other folks. You'll find out that you'll get a certain degree of understanding as you read something. Uh, you get another kind of understanding when somebody reads it to you. Like I do that all the time. I'll click on one of the Bible programs and have the audio version read to me while I'm reading with it. Okay? But where you really start getting some things is when you're sharing it with the body, when you're talking about it back and forth, what is being said in the scripture. It's just like the spirit just goes into hyper mode then. Okay. So we're in Ephesians chapter two. Uh, let's go back and start with verse 11 today of what we've covered already to set the context for where we're about to go. Verse 11 says this, Therefore, remember that formerly you, the Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by the so-called circumcision, which is performed by the flesh of human hands, remember that you were at that time separate from Christ, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. So the Spirit is reminding them through Paul of how they were before as Gentiles. Okay, they were separate from Christ. They were alienated from the citizenship of Israel. They were strangers to the covenants that God had made to Israel. They had no hope, and they were without God in the world. Okay, In their daily life, God was not with them. Verse 13, where we're picking up today. But now, in Christ Jesus... You who formerly were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. <laughs> Is that not great? Don't you love those but now? So he lays out this two-verse thing and reminded them how they were, and all of a sudden you're starting to get bummed out. Oh, man, I really was like that. That was horrible, et cetera, et cetera. And he wasn't doing it from the point of view of beating them up. Okay, It was just a reminder of what God had done and what he is doing. He brings them home real quick. He says, but now. Where you are now, you are in Christ. Remember those phrases, you're with Christ, you're in Christ. And so you were formerly far off. You were far off from Christ. What does it mean, far off? Well, what we just looked at in the previous two verses, you were separated from Christ. You were excluded from the uh, citizenship of Israel, all that stuff. He says you are far off. Uh, but now what has he done? He, you have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Brought near to what? The King James says, you have been made nigh. <laughs> Don't you love that? Very poetic. Which means you've been brought near. Well, brought near to what? You have been brought near to Father God. See, the Lord Jesus Christ did all this to reconcile man to the Father. So often we forget that. So often that's not preached. It's not taught. And then when you bring it to people's memory, it's nearly like a surprise. And quite often, folks are not even aware of it. They'll be able to sit there and talk to you about all that the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us, what's happened in their life. But they miss the foundational thing that is reconciling a rebellious man 
to the perfect most high God. And so we've been brought near and we've been brought near by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 14, for he himself is our peace. Who's he himself? That's the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ is our peace. <clears throat> well, peace related to what? You know, where's the struggle? You know, uh, quite often people say, well, peace, peace, but there is no peace. Well, that's true. <laughs> you know, we know that's coming. But <clears throat> what is meant by that? Well, when you read the rest of the uh, verse right here and the rest of the chapter, particularly in the context of what's previously, you, you begin to see what it is. So verse 14 says this. For he himself is our peace who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall. Well, what group is he talking about? Well, if you just jumped into verse 13, you wouldn't know. But guess what? We went back to verse 11 when we started, didn't we? What two groups were mentioned there? The uncircumcised and the circumcised. The Jewish people and the Gentiles. Who are the Gentiles? Anybody who's not Jewish. Okay? Anyone who's not a Jew is a Gentile. So now we see what he's saying. He's saying that the Lord Jesus Christ himself is our peace. And he's made both these groups, the Jew and the Gentiles, one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall. And so that's the reason that we can say as believers that we are one, whether you're Jew or Gentile, whether you're slave, whether you're free, whether you're man, whether you're woman, we're all one because Jesus broke down the barrier of the dividing wall. Well, what was the dividing wall? Well, let's read on. Verse 15, he did this by abolishing in his flesh the enmity, which is the law of commandments contained in ordinances so that in himself he might make the two into one new man, thus establishing peace. Okay? So he says that he did in his flesh, he abolished the enmity, the resistance, uh, the hatred, shall we say, between the Jew and the Gentiles no longer existed. <clears throat> yes, the Jews had the law, they had the commandments, they had the ordinances. And that created a certain kind of enmity between them and the world. Okay, But the Lord has broken that down and he's brought together the two into one. And the phrase is one new man. We've actually got a church here locally and the name of that church is One New Man. I dare say that most people wonder why in the world they named it that and wonder if that's not a strange type of thing. But that's the reason that it's named that because we have been brought from every element of life and been made into one new man. And he says, thus establishing peace. That's how he established peace. Now, let me uh, read verse 16, finish the sentence, finish the thought, and finish our time today. And he says this, and might reconcile them both in one body, <coughs> excuse me, to God through the cross by it having put to death the enmity. So he's saying this, that the Lord Jesus Christ reconciled the two into one, the Jew and the Gentile, and those two are reconciled before God. So he might reconcile them both in one body to God. How did he do this? Well, we know that it says by the shedding of the blood. Now he gives the details through the cross. The blood was shed at the cross by it having put to death the enmity. What he did on the cross 
is that which puts to death the enmity. Again, that, that word enmity is something that we don't use a lot. Okay, uh, It speaks of enemies. It speaks of hostility, that kind of thing. All that is put aside. When we are believers, it doesn't matter if we came from a, a Jewish background or if we came from a Gentile background. We are now one. Romans speaks a lot to this, by the way, too. Well, I'll tell you what, my time's up. I better stop right there for today. Again, thank you so much for your time. Do share these times with other folks, your friends, your family. Tell them about it. Explain, you know, what we're doing, what we're up to right now. My grandson asked me just a moment ago, he said, why are you doing this thing? Nobody pays you to do this, do they? And I went, no, 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 no. I said, I'm doing this for you. And he was sort of surprised by these seven years old, this one. I said, yeah, I do it for the kids. I do it for you. And the day's going to come when you're going to sit there and you're going to listen and you're going to understand some things. Isn't that exciting that we live in an age where you can actually do this? That even when you may already be in glory, but you'll still be able to speak. I tell you what, I think the Lord wants to do this in a lot of our lives. So seek the Lord. He may be wanting you to do the same thing in whatever way uh, within your circle of influence. Uh, I'll see you again next time, guys. Bye-bye.